Hey, all you candy sluts and bubble butts, it's Shelby here. Um, today is a very special day. On the 4th of June, we are celebrating Candy Girl's fourth birthday. We're super excited. You know, we started this show to give a platform to sex workers so they can share their experiences and hopefully educate those who are unfamiliar with the space so they can become more knowledgeable and, you know, hopefully grow as individuals. Cactus thought to celebrate today, we could put together a little audio montage of some of our favorite moments over the past few years. We've had so many incredible guests and we've learned so much about the industry and sexuality and queerness and how to be better activists and prejudice and, you know, so many different forms of sex work and what it means to people who both perform it and consume it. And it's been so eye-opening and incredible. And we feel so grateful for everyone who has been on the show because all of them have taught us something and we are better people for knowing them. So thank you so much. And without taking up too much time, here's a little episode to celebrate the show and all the people who have made it. My name is Alexis Spem. My name is Kelly Mack. My name is Goddess Siriana. You can call me Siriana. I'm nihilistic. Tiffany Duncan. That's my name. Mistress Kiki. Hello. My name is Sophia the Goddess. I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Madame Skin. I have been an adult performer for a few years, <laughs> but now I also do music. I also I write and perform songs, and I also work as a dominatrix. So my name is Madame Kelly Provocateur. I am a adult fetish star and professional dominatrix and professional fitness model. <laughs> My name is Gwenadora. I am a role play clip artist, adult content creator, influencer type of person. I don't think that I get a vibe that you are a certain gender or that you're trying to fit in a mold. There's definitely this uniqueness about you and I like it's just so inspiring and also I really want to frolic in a field with you <laughs> like yeah. that we have dreams Zanae <laughs> and I will make it happen what are what are the most sexual ways to talk about the plant life cycle do y'all know that I don't know if you guys have ever seen Grease 2 with Michelle Pfeiffer <gasps> <laughs> I was they... just listening to the soundtrack today I have no idea no what you're talking about <laughs> It's one of the worst remakes of Grease, but it's supposed to be like in the future in the eighties and like okay, continue, to you, please. But they I they have hear. they have a song about plants. It's called Reproduction. It's about reproduction. Reproduction, reproduction. Put my stamen to the test. Reproduction is so good. That's yes, how you make plants sexual. Is whatever they did in Grease too during the reproduction song. There you go. <laughs> if you look at flowers, flowers look like vaginas. Like, and all vaginas are so different and unique to their own. And they're so beautiful. And when you look at flowers, they're exactly like that. And with a lot of fruit as well. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love incorporating flowers and fruit into my work. Because 
it embodies this part of me, you know? And I want everyone to just like love their bodies because bodies are so beautiful and special and ah, yes. (laughs) This, This was my choice and this is something I'm proud to do. And I, I make content that satisfies people's cardinal need. I scratch certain itches that, you know, people can't actually talk about. I'll, I'll be candid. I've actually had a couple people approach me to make custom content regarding pegging. And they were like, this is not something that I've ever been able to really talk about with a partner. And I'm glad that, you know, I could come to you with this. Um, and and make me more comfortable and, and see that this really is, you know, something that shouldn't be so stigmatized. It's things like this podcast and my podcast and like so many other things that are made by sex workers that I think are the most important. And whenever something becomes mainstream, like the selling sex documentary by ABC that's like on Hulu, it becomes a watered down version of the truth. What kind of music do you play at those parties? Oh, I guess it's been all over the board. It's been anything from like, you know, 80s to um, I've heard like techno. I've heard, you know, some hip hop. Or It just it's all over the board. All over the board. None of those are songs I would have expected. I guess somewhere in my mind when I think party in a dungeon, it's like just Count Dracula playing <laughs> I wait, what's Count Dracula playing? What song is that? <laughs> That's what I imagine in a dungeon. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> it would probably be so easy to get in your head and just fuck with you. Please, I'm begging you come to Denver. <laughs> I need you to again daddy issues. Choke me. <laughs> I don't me. Thank you. You that's and that's okay. When we go back to like favorite things to do, that's one of my favorite things. Like I love finding that little thing that just I'm like a little like you know how you're kind of bratty. I'm kind of bratty in that in that way too. I don't know if it's right. Like I'm like an antagonist. Do our hot girl shit together, and we grow together I've been able to meet some really wonderful people even during coronavirus we've been getting tested everything but like you know collaboration was for me a part of the job that I really started to enjoy once I started to do it sometimes I'll go and meet girls and I won't know them at all but I'm very gay and they're also gay I hope like and we're gay together for business and I feel like that's a great deal And when that deal started to like manifest itself, I was like, we should, I just want to be friends with all of you. And I'm very lucky that I've been able to meet like the most wonderful people even in my city and from out of town because the internet is so incredible. People will hit me up and be like, or tell me that they're going to be in my city from God knows where. And I can do the same because we make money by being gay so that we can go visit each other. It's a never ending cycle. It's amazing. I only want to live in this cycle. <laughs> she, she, she's done this with uh, some of her other clients, but it's, it's what she likes to call a flesh taco. Basically what that involves. Wait, wait, before you continue, 
I just want Shelby and I to comment on what we think that is. Yes, because I want I, you to guess what you think. Oh, I love have that. no idea, and I'm probably going to get it really wrong, but hear me out. So, taco kind of looks like a vagina. So, what if it's taking, like, small pieces of skin near that or, like, putting something, like, in? But I feel like a dom wouldn't... Hmm. Yeah, because... Flush taco. What do you think? Do you think it's something you eat or, like, put in your mouth? Or? <laughs> then you stack three naked people on top of each other. <laughs> it's like planking, but you're naked. <laughs> no, actually, Emily, you had it exactly right. Ah, no way! Yeah. Basically, it's taking the loose skin of one's nutsack, stretching it out, over the penis and then getting one of those medical grade staplers and stapling it shut so no! that you have basically a makeshift pussy. <laughs> God. So it's like a queen with peasants. The peasants will do anything to make the queen happy. So I was in like a little corridor off to the side of the dungeon and then there's the dungeon so, guy comes in, they're doing just, like, other stuff for, like, half an hour. I'm just kind of putzing around. I don't really remember. I was drinking a LaCroix or something. Um, Did they have LaCroix in the dungeon? They do. There's a little fridge. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> Bro! <laughs> Shelby, we need to find a dungeon. Help oh, us I find agree. a dungeon. Yes. Holy... Okay, continue, continue. Sorry, I just... Very good. And oh then, my god, there are similarities between dungeons and tech companies. Like, <laughs> of course there are. Emily, of kno- course. Who would have known? Earlier, you mentioned a pit sandwich, and I'd really like to bring it back to that. Like, can we digest this for a second? Like, eat the pit sandwich? Yeah, but, but before y'all go, um, I have no idea what that term means, so let me tell you what I think it is. If I had to guess... Um, I think it's like, like if two or like maybe multiple people have their arms up and they like squish them together and then the sandwich part still kind of confuses me. Do you put the penis in between? Well, I was thinking like maybe the tongue. I don't really know how like genitals get involved here. Um, so did I nail it? (laughs) Oh yeah, a hundred percent. You hit the, the, what is it? The, the nail with the hammer. I hit something. (laughs) Yeah, bullseye, bingo. Uh, yeah, it's a hundred percent what it is. It was, it was more. It's what it's not a BDSM scene. It was more of a. Um, oh wait, that was actually correct. Yeah, hundred percent correct. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's two different people's armpits, and then there's a penis in the middle. It was fascinating. We met amazing people. We met people who were traveling. We met people who were local. Who were just like, oh, no one's been here who's offered these services before, and we were super into it. And you know, not to say that we still aren't, but that was where we started out was exclusively doing BDSM services and pro-dom services. Yeah, I would add to that, that, you know, we were getting into sex work, even though it was very intentional and methodical, it's still a little scary. You know, there's a lot of risk involved, both personal, legal, etc. And so starting off with professional dominatrix work made sense because we already had experience with the practices, but also there's an inbuilt power dynamic 
in the in those scenes or in those sessions. And so that I think felt safe for both of us for different reasons. I just don't think people are comfortable with intimacy, period, like outside of sex. So that definitely does not translate to sex. So that pretty much at the age of 23 sent me on a very long path of how to heal from my childhood abuse. And a lot of that came through various levels of sex work. And I'm not saying that I'm anywhere near near healed. I said that I'm I'm a special kind of broken. I'm never going to be okay. And, and that's okay. Uh, but I have found a lot of healing through, through sex work and through sex in general, and a lot through BDSM as sex work and BDSM on a personal level. And if you know my background, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm an activist, I'm an organizer. I started in ethnic studies in San Francisco. And so like my background is in like teaching like critical race. In addition to sucking dick, my background is in teaching uh, anti-racism. The goddess, the dominatrix is actually really working, serious work, doing my part in changing minds and teaching and educating people that, you know, our, the color of our skin is, should not be of any significance at this point, and especially in, in a country so big and so broad and so amazing, you know. Oh, all right, Shelby, do you want to wrap us up now? Yes. Aspiring whore, go where no man has gone before. Slut <laughs> passing. Slut passing. Yeah. You have so many good taglines. This is amazing. Thank you so much for talking with us. We absolutely loved having you. Thank you so much for talking with us. I feel like we got to learn so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we will hear from you, Candy Sluts, and Bubble Butts next week. Stay sweet! (sighs) 